0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody, and happy Wine Wednesday. Well, we're kicking off the month of March, which is Women's History Month, with special guest Marco Gabriel. She's a freelance writer. She writes for Cuisine Cuisine Noir and other publications. And guess what? She's even written about the Swirl Suite. Check out her article in Cuisine Noir. But anyway, we invited Margot to the show because she just moved to Portugal during a pandemic. Ain't that crazy? Well, here is her whole story. Cheers. Um, Before we introduce our special guest, uh, please vote for us for the Taste Awards. We are nominated for two categories. The link and the information will be in the description box. Yes.
1: Bitly
2: uh, vote swirl suite. Vote vote for swirl suite. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Can people vote multiple times? One time per uh, device. Per device. Oh, per device. Okay. Mm, Thank you.
1: Uh-huh. And if you have and if you have multiple email addresses,
2: so vote well, from uh, your work. Well, well, well. Okay. So this is like Chicago, early and often. Duly noted. Hmm. Duly
1: noted. And also, real talk, Sarita, and edit this part out when you uh-huh. go back What's to this do time, the show.
0: Uh-huh, I got you.
1: While you have us on now, or maybe another time, we should just do a like voice recording or commercial to say, "Vote for us." Oh yeah, sure. That we can post on our social. So like, it yeah. just be a thing that you put yes. at the beginning yeah. of the podcast or. Mm-hmm. It on social media with just our voices and us saying yeah vote for us vote for our Sweet. and then that picture of the four of us outside the deal got it yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah that
1: mm-hmm. yeah so i just thought of that when you just said this i'm like oh wait maybe we could do this so
0: okay yeah. and back to the show <laughs> hi hey margo hey girl hey how y'all doing good how
4: are good. you i'm good really no complaints i mean aside from you know being in quarantine
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's all of us but you don't live in the u.s we're gonna talk about that later please i know <laughs> yes please because i need to hear the whole story of how this happened uh introduce yourself to everybody
4: of course hi um my name is Margot gabriel i'm originally from boston massachusetts was born in miami florida my parents are from haiti and i'm a freelance writer um, i'm a food writer and uh, i love to eat and so um, i've been able to <laughs> to um, interview some really fantastic uh, entrepreneurs and um, chefs and um, really fantastic wine wine people uh, in in the wine world um, over the last three years with uh, cuisine in and Edville boston um, and now I'm living abroad in Lisbon, Portugal, as of 2020, October, 2020, I made the move. <laughs> okay. And I've, I've been there for a couple of months now. i um, been here for a couple of months and I really love it. I mean, aside from obviously, you know, the pandemic, um, it's been just a really fantastic opportunity to like meet and collaborate with some, some really remarkable um, expats here. Wow.
1: Now is Portugal kinda open? Are restaurants and bars and stuff open there? They just closed? They were open, but
4: um, cases started spiking after the new year. Um, And so the government decided to to pretty much close all indoor dining. So everything for the most part is closed with the exception of like pharmacy and grocery stores. Hmm. So you could still do like Uber Eats and uh, takeaway, but you can't like go into shopping malls or- Oh um, wow. So everything is pretty much shut down at this point, um, with the mm-hmm. exception of the grocery stores and pharmacies. So the that's labor really impacted. Open. The liquor store is open, so I'm always at the mercato. Absolutely, like.
0: first
4: Priorities.
0: Yes. What is the weather like there right now? So
4: this is our winter season, um, but it's very mild. So. Like today, it was in the high fifties and sunny. Okay. Um, okay. November was probably the coldest month here. It was like rainy, kind of overcast, but it usually, you know, by early afternoon, it's like sunny, right?
0: Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's yeah. that's comfortable to sit outside if you decided to dine outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, if you have a terrace, like that's. I don't have a terrace, but. Mm-hmm that's like big. Right, big like for thing. some people, you know. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been a writer?
4: Um. Wow, okay, so professionally the last three years, but I've been writing since I was like 13, and I knew mm-hmm. I was going to be a writer, but growing up, patient American. My mom was like, you're either going to become a doctor a nurse or a lawyer. And I didn't become (laughs) any of those things. (laughs) (laughs) When I finally told her, I was like, you know, going off to college and I'm going to be studying English. She was like, but you already speak the language. I don't understand. And I was like, trust me on this mom.
0: (laughs) You can do a lot with an English degree though. A whole lot.
4: Yeah, you can. But she, you know, for her, she was just like, yeah, like, who are you no, gonna yeah. do with that? And I was mm-hmm. like, I can teach. And she's like, Okay. Yeah. So it took it took some convincing. I think sometimes still they're just like, What do you do again? <laughs>
2: that is funny. <laughs> uh,
4: I was just yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> like my siblings, like they get it, but oftentimes I think like the the older ones in my family, they're just like, Oh yeah, you know, why, why don't she just be writing stories? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what does she do to Carl? She just be Ryan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, meanwhile, like I <laughs> They make it sound like a diary right. entry. I it's know. Right? It's just, I'm like, okay. All right.
2: Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, she's a philosophy major. She just thinks. Yeah, she just, she just be thinking. thinking.
3: She <laughs> just, just thinks.
4: <laughs> so that that's always funny. I'm just like, okay. Right. Like, keep be like be she's humble.
3: <laughs>
2: Well, how did you specifically get into the food section? Because that that's very niche. How yeah, you... And competitive. Uh, right. Very, exactly. very
1: much
4: so. Um, the last, I would say, most of my adult professional life, I, I was just working in finance. So I worked at um, a couple of financial firms and I worked in academia and up until March 2020. And I was like, okay. Uh, you know, with COVID and then I had gotten laid off and so that really pushed me into freelancing full time unexpectedly, which I mean it was a blessing because definitely last year was a lot for many people, but mm-hmm. it just taught me to really like lean into my skill set, but also to tap into my network. So I ended up getting in touch with Cherie at Mar just through a cold email i had been following their work since I was an undergrad. And I was like, oh my goodness, I would love to, you know, write for them one day. And I sent her a pitch, I think it was like in 2018. And I was like, hey, I just started a blog when it was Margot, I don't have any clips because she had asked. She was like, can I see your clips? I'm like, I actually, I don't have any. <laughs> I'm like, I have a blog and it had one, one entry. <laughs> so she was like, let's hop on a call. And I was like, sure. <laughs> so shout out to Cherie she's amazing (laughs) and uh she was like okay well we can you know give you an assignment and my first gig was to interview um tj and hadley douglas at the urban grade and they were just fantastic um i hired my friend who who was a photographer then and
3: um
4: and that was my first byline in in cuisine and i was just like overjoyed (laughs) (laughs) um and and really like the rest kind of this history like things really started picking up and um I felt more confident in in my ability to pitch um and then I just started telling people like hey you know I do freelance writing on the on the side if you know anyone that's looking for more writers let me know and so then I just started pitching to brands that I've always wanted to write for because I felt like okay I could do this like the worst that they could say is no
3: mm-hmm.
4: and um you know going to workshops and just like learning from other writers reading other writers work to really hone my, my craft and um that's really how I got started just sending that cold email
2: that's a lesson for everyone who's listening yeah. Yeah,
4: just, do just, just do it just I do it and mean, just do it you know if it doesn't work out or if that door doesn't open there's you know plenty of other opportunities and um but I always tell people that if that's what they want to you know break into
3: Whether
4: it's writing or filmmaking, whatever you just have to start somewhere. Hmm.
0: Are you happy that you kind of fell into a black space of writing?
4: Um, that was intentional. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it was intentional. So, like, okay, I had pitched um other you know larger platforms that um you know have a bigger budget and. I never heard back <laughs> oh, um obviously i didn't have clips at the time and so for me like it's still very much an honor to to have bylines um with quizimar yeah like definitely like my whole thing is to promote black entrepreneurs and and the work that we do um because i, I think representation is super important and like that's really why i'm a writer my teachers, you know, in, in high school were, were black and, and they poured into me. And, and I feel like that's how I'm paying it forward is to share and to interview um, remarkable entrepreneurs in that space. That is
2: awesome. So what has been like the most interesting article that to you that you've written so far? So me- you don't
0: have to say us. I know we were really interesting. I mean, you listen, j- I not have
1: to, sure. to say it
0: for her. Like,
1: okay, you so do, if she came up with me. it, All like, I'll let me just say it. It's
3: like, um...
1: okay. Aside from <laughs> us. Aside from <laughs> us. You. Right, like, okay, let's look at it. So we're one, time. so what is like two and three, if that helps?
4: Ooh, okay, so so my second one would be interviewing... The catering company that's based in Haiti um, is called Tommy's Kitchen, and that was also uh, with cuisine noir And being, you know, a Haitian um, parentage, like it's always an honor for me to to present Haiti in this in a positive light. And so that that to me was like s- such an honor. Um, so whenever I can shine a light on you know, underserved communities or just really fantastic um, entrepreneurs who are doing amazing stuff. Like that's always my goal. So Mm -hmm. that was my top two. My third favorite, I think would be the work that I've been able to do here in Lisbon Mm -hmm. and just like showcasing the diaspora here. My first story was with the wine bar before everything shut down. Um, and it was the first wine bar that I visited when I came to Lisbon in 2018. And I just loved it. Like the vibe was perfect. The music was great. The food was amazing. And then when I knew I was moving here, I was like, okay, let me see if they're still open. And they were open. And then the owner was there. And like, I was like, oh, I came here, you know, two years ago and I really loved it. And then I said, I would love to interview you. And he was like, he said, yes, right on the spot. So then I was like, let me just check with my editor first. <laughs> <laughs> so then, then I pitched Sheree, I was like, hey, Sheree. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I have this really great story. His, his, his uh, story is really remarkable. Um, he pretty much started the the nightlife here in Lisbon. Hmm. He's originally from Guinea-Bissau, came here as a teen, and just, he was a DJ, and just had all these really cool gigs, and he's just been a staple in, in the Lisbon nightlife, so been around for over 30 years and i'm just grateful that he was open to sharing his story so that i would say is like my top
1: third favorite story i can see that i loved lisbon that was my first international trip
3: it's like, okay
1: passport to go to lisbon
3: really no I way that. that was the first that's passport. so cool mm-hmm.
1: that's
4: so cool yeah lisbon never really was on my radar i mean i could talk a little bit about it but i was on my way to Mozambique, and then I was flying on tap out of Boston, and they were like, Oh, do you want to spend four days in Lisbon? I was like, Okay, and you know, it was at no additional cost. and I yeah. was like, All right, this, this is what I'm gonna do, and I loved it. The food was great, just everybody was super cool, and um, it's like, I want to come back here, you know. So that sort of was like, I bookmarked that in my mind over the last couple years, and I was thinking about it, and then this summer, I was like, I think I need to leave the state <laughs> <laughs> i mean i feel like everybody sort of has that feeling yeah. but
3: mm-hmm.
4: but she I actually did like, it yeah sometimes i wake up and i'm like I really <laughs> don't live in america anymore this is crazy yeah
0: yeah but so glad i did yeah so um we're here so walk us through that decision that you made to to make the big move
4: so um it was in June when I like decided like okay I'm gonna try to find some some visa something to 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 move forward. Um, and I would say probably the tipping point for me was um, George Floyd's murder. Um, mm-hmm. That I mm-hmm. was like after that I was just I felt more trapped. <laughs> like you know being in quarantine and having to work from home and um, so I was like okay. I'm going to either go to grad school or I'm gonna find some program that's gonna allow me to leave the States for at least two years. So I started looking for English programs um, in Lisbon specifically, like I wasn't looking anywhere else if anyone wanted to come here. And so I found a program and like mid June, then I um, sent my application in, they were like, oh, we wanna interview. And so it was like end of July and I think it was like July 30th or something. So I got invited to come to this, to your program, to your master's program. And then I had to like break it to my family because I was like, okay, I got my visa. It took a month to get my visa, which I did not expect it to sort of, you know, have such a quick turnaround because of the pandemic and the consulates were closed and everything. And so um, when I eventually got my visa, told my family, they were like, what? Why are you doing this now? And I was like, you know, my goal was to visit Lisbon in the month of December last year, just for a couple of weeks. I was going to use my vacation time to kind of test the waters to see if I could work remotely and live abroad. But then with COVID and like the restrictions and so I had to have a, a legitimate visa to, to travel outside of the United States. So when I got it, that's when I really started like getting rid of some of my things and just like preparing my family for my move and, um, getting a COVID test. Like that was probably the most challenging aspect of this whole thing. Cause the, you know, the, the wait list was just so long. So I got my visa September 8th and then I left October 2nd. And it, that like, it was just so fast. <laughs> like wow. I, yeah. So I like wanted it to happen so badly (laughs) Mm. and did not stop until it happened. So Hmm. glad that I did it.
1: And did you have a plan already? Like after, like you planned all that and I'm listening to your story and then think about mine, thinking like, man, this is like how normal people and responsible people do things how Margot just said she did it like this is how people do
3: things. (laughs) i mean i don't know
1: i mean i think
4: (laughs) i think for me it was i just had this like sense of urgency and i was like yeah i'm i'm good like i i was like it's either you know portugal or test of the waters in you know in africa like in african country you know, for a few months at a time, but I think it was, you know, having the having the consulate um, approve my my visa in such a short time. I was not anticipating that, so I was like, all right, like I already had a plan B. I was like, I can go to Senegal or I can go to Mozambique, you know. So I was I knew I was leaving. I just didn't know where and who was going to open their borders to to me.
2: You, you were like i'm getting out of here and- literally
4: and i was super quiet about it like even when i got here and i had like interviewed with the huffington post i wasn't posting a lot of my stuff online because i was just like i don't want anyone to know i'm here like sheree knew i was here and a few other people but i was just like no one needs to know that I'm
0: here. <laughs> why didn't you let anybody to know you were there
4: I think for me, I'm just super low key. Like I'm just sure. like, all right, let me, let me do my work and, and
1: keep it moving. But meanwhile, friend- other people got to post the airplane wing. They got <laughs> <I laughs> to be. I'm like, they got to be on the moving walkway doing like reels, like or a boomerang. I'm
3: like, well, just <laughs> so you
1: know,
0: well, you're writing about it now, but just so you know, when I googled you, Lisbon comes up after your name.
1: Oh,
4: okay, wow. So that's it's cool. it's
0: out there now, girl.
4: It, it is. So, I mean, oh my goodness, that's funny. That's a lot. My <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> friends always make fun of me. Well, the ex that I've met here, there's one from D.C., and she's like, you can't just be blocking people who want to, like, reach out to you, Margo. Like, this, like, people know who you are now. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's the running joke. Like if somebody DMs me, then I'll be like, "Did you block somebody today?" I'm like, "No, I answer, you know, I reply to to messages and comments." But I think being an introvert, I'm just like, "Okay, all right." But then it's like,
0: understood,
1: <laughs>
3: understood.
1: It can get overwhelming. It can, it can. Especially once people really start knowing you're uh, there and then you get into the uh, expat thing, people will be asking you, yeah. oh, can we interview this? Can you write this? Can you talk to us about this? And you'll be like, oh, yeah, great. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, I'll do it. And then there's a, lot a of the time, you'll be like, oh, geez. Um, I'm going to have to start saying no.
3: Mm-hmm. Or
1: maybe. Or I'm going to have to start being less interesting. Which it's difficult it's a challenge <laughs> it's a challenge for us all we all of us are fascinating i mean let's be honest here. we are legitimately fascinating but no when you went, you already had you know some writing gigs already planned and you were already like you know what i just need wi-fi and um i can work fine or when you got there be like okay so now i gotta work on some something Make very simple
0: uh, so, i have a very simple question did you find some place to live before or after you got there like how did it work out because if too. you don't know anybody there you, you can't right. like, crash on a couch or anything so yeah how'd no, that work so
4: i had to book. so my goal was to get here in like the end of september to apartment hunt. i had booked an airbnb but then at the consulate in boston they were like no you know the government wants to see that you have
3: a oh, lease confidence. and i'm
4: like i don't oh, want yeah. to like find a check, you know, sign a lease and I've not seen the apartment, but they were not budging. And I was like, okay, if this is what you want. So the space that I have now, like I had only seen like six pictures. Oh. I was like, this is, I'm like, I hope the, the dimensions are And they pictures they anything. Is, yeah, they pictures anything. Here Listen, it's anything. wild. It is so crazy. Like, so they have pictures of the common area. They have pictures of the bedroom. And the only picture that they had of the bathroom was the faucet, like
1: just the oh faucet. My
3: god. So it I, thought could just I be so in.
1: terrible. Oh my and god! So I, like, I started to
4: talking to my landlord about that. I'm like, this is terrible. And so when I walked in here, I was like, did I move into a rooming house? Like I had no idea. <laughs> but it's it's a legitimate apartment. Like there's a shower and it's, it's legitimate. But I was cracking up. I'm like, this is like I was ready to stay in. You know an airbnb
1: if it wasn't what i had anticipated but you'd be amazed serena leslie with the kind of the pictures people put out for apartments because they don't have to try because it's like people you know they snatch them up so quick if you're in the city so it'll be a it'll be a picture when i was looking for an apartment it would be like a picture of the corner of the wall like so where front door and the hallway meet it'll be a picture of that And then it'll be a picture of like the closet door and then like a corner of the shower. And those would be like the photos you have.
3: I'm
4: like,
1: (laughs) it's like there's no sense. It's so dumb. It's like you didn't didn't even try. Yeah.
4: Like, so I'm glad I have this space. I was like, I'll leave it for two years, I don't mind, but most most people don't have, I guess, the same like or whatever, but you do have to see it in person. I would recommend mm. if you can
0: or know someone who who you he can it. go see it. Yeah. For wow. you. Wow. So, so it was a gamble. That's like You know, that's anything. the only thing that made me nervous out of your whole story. Everything was fine. I was like, "Oh my god. Wait, how did she find a place to live?" Mm-hmm. Tanisha, what that did you do? Way. Yeah. Tanisha, what did you do when you moved to France?
1: Um, when I first came, I uh, had an Airbnb. Oh, okay. and then I found a room to rent within that first week hmm. I met someone when I was here then who was super cool and she was like you know what if you really do come back she's like you sound serious just stay with me till you hmm. find an apartment so when I came back that October I stayed with her hmm. um just sleeping on her couch with my little suitcase in the living room and I stayed with her to that January and found an apartment um that next January that's how long it took me to get wow. uh, a place.
0: Man, woo, y'all now some right brave now, souls. Obviously. Y'all, y'all, y'all some brave souls. Like, you <laughs> exactly, know, that's what I'm... makes y'all special, right? So, so, the apartment thing.
1: Oh, that oh, it's stories about that. Yeah, Story. yeah. I've, heard horror, I've heard horror
0: stories
4: just from like the friends I've made here. I'm just like, wow, okay, I'm very fortunate. You
2: know, see, yep. I didn't even think First of that. Hour. I was thinking more of the language barrier, mm. Mm. but the whole apartment piece. Yeah. Mm. so did you, did you part, know some Portuguese before you um, that was a question I had
4: yeah. I, have zero, I speak some Spanish so I try to get away with that or I'll ask them like do you speak French or if they don't then they're just like okay we let me the Google, translate <laughs>
1: I'll be like well I'll just talk to somebody
4: else I'll be back tomorrow
3: thank you I know
4: I'm just like they must be so sick of me when I go to the grocery store I'm like do you have celery <laughs> and they're like what Especially for Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness. I was trying to make stuffing. we didn't have any stuffing for Thanksgiving because I couldn't find the celery. So it was just, they were like, what? I'm like, you know, and I, and I had the word in Portuguese. I don't think I said it right. And they were like, you want leeks? I'm like, no. Did you show them a picture? Would that have helped? They had no idea what I was talking about.
3: So mm-hmm. I
1: was like, I say, they might not even eat it, but at least in Portugal, uh, greens—you so can get Maybe. collard greens there. Yeah, you can get yeah. collard greens there because I'll find collard greens here at Portuguese stores. Or at oh Portugal. wow, okay. no, they do have collard greens. Yeah, wow. Hmm. wow, French people don't eat it. Collard greens and kale—like if I'm getting it from like a French place, oh my god, it's about to cost a, a mint. No wow, wow.
0: Did you find a turkey for Thanksgiving? What do we have? We had roasted chicken. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah same thing, sure. Same thing. Same so, thing.
0: Yeah, no, we just had roasted chicken. <laughs> <laughs> what's, um, what's Portuguese food like? I mean, I know the wine.
4: They're it's awesome. They're big into but... seafood. The wine is fantastic. Mm. Um, the, the food is just really, like, I love to eat. So I've not had a bad meal here. Mm. Um, big into bacalhau. So cod, fish is like everywhere.
3: Mm. It's
4: available everywhere. Um, shrimp, duck, like they have some really fantastic dishes. Oh, speaking the dish,
0: language yeah.
4: It's mm-hmm. just it's my favorite dish so far. It's called duck rice with like fried chorizo sausage on top.
3: Oh wow. Ooh. And it's like this
4: really well seasoned duck and some rice. And and you have chorizo mm. on top. It is so good. Mm. <laughs> it is so, so good. So so good.
0: Damn, that sounds and, good. Right.
4: And the seafood—I mean, everything is fresh. So I'm um, I'm always eating and cooking and all that good stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> how is your How has your life changed uh, since since you moved?
4: I would say it's definitely made me more um, outgoing, and just because like I live by myself and. I wanted to find a community of, of friends here. So Cherie really, again, came through and she was like, oh, you know, you should reach out to this expat. She's been, she's from DC and she's been here for two years. So I DM her and she responded and she was like, hey, let's meet for drinks. And so we met up maybe the end of October and we've hung out like almost every weekend. So she's like a little expat family here, which I appreciate her name is Cinnamon. And she's just been like, super helpful in getting me acclimated and like, getting, you know, my tax ID number that I need to get and just health insurance, like all those little things that you mm. have to, you know, get as, as a new person in a new country. So I would say like, it's made me more outgoing.
0: It sounds so it's exciting. exciting. It's like you're starting over.
4: Yeah. As that's an adult. Exactly, though. Yeah, though. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Like, I appreciate it because I'm normally introverted, but like now I just feel like okay, you know, I could before when things were open, I could say like, oh, let me go to this cafe or bar and, and just like meet people. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I was just very I was way more introverted back home. And so you did you move from you moved
0: from Boston?
4: Yeah, from uh, Boston. Okay. So I was just way more introverted, and already had my circle of friends, and I was like, I'm all set. Like here, I'm just like, I'm like, oh cool, where are you from? Or you know, and just
2: people seem to be very
4: open here, which I really love.
2: Now, after the two years, are you going to come back, or what are you thinking? <laughs> Good question.
3: Uh, I know. Right
4: I feel you. Uh, so here, here's my plan. Um, my goal is to get my master's and then um, hopefully find an employment like here that would sponsor me to be here for, I guess, an additional three years. Because the way they, the way the Portuguese government does it is, you have to live here, I think, five years consecutively to qualify for permanent residency. So it's for me, I feel like you know, Portugal is like the easiest country to gain, I guess, you know, to be on the path of getting EU citizenship.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So, that, so that's the goal, <laughs> that's the goal. So ideally get my master's, find work that would allow me to be here for a couple more years um, after the two years um, or apply for a PhD and I'll be here for another four years mm-hmm. within. So, so that's the goal, <laughs> that's the goal
2: what do you
4: get what are you getting your master's in i'm sorry i didn't oh i didn't mention that earlier um my master's is in arts and culture management so i'd love to be able to run like an arts nonprofit that allows Mm -hmm. young students to young high school students to travel all over the world and Mm. network um so that that's one of the reasons why i came here
0: how did you choose your school because they they all do they all speak english or how does that work
4: there's not a lot, but there are a few in Lisbon. Um, okay. And I just picked the one that, that came up. Okay. And they had deadlines that were, that I had not missed. And so that's literally how I ended up finding this program. Okay. So my next goal is to actually take an, an official Portuguese class. because Yeah. I, I need to learn the language.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are any of your expat friends fluent? Uh, a few, a few. Okay. Because Tanisha, yeah. you said you have to you have to converse with it or be around people who are don't force you to or force you to speak right. the other language, right? Mhm. Yes. For
4: sure. Yeah, so I do Boy, have it to take- it's easy to slip back into mm-hmm. that yeah.
1: English because we're kind of Oh man. It, so yeah, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I have <laughs> let's see. I have two
4: two American expat friends here, but the rest are like from Portugal, so mm-hmm. I do have access to to not have to speak English all the time. Hmm.
1: Portuguese yeah. people are nicer though so it is easier to but, yeah. make friends with Portuguese people make friends with French people not much so. that's not gonna happen <laughs> I heard it's hard over there <laughs> <laughs> now do you speak uh French Tanisha um I can speak some French words and put together some sentences
0: nice nice I don't know if she's exaggerating or not, or don't want to like give herself the credit, but her little French accent pops up. like, did you see (laughs) her video? It was very French. Mm -hmm. I was like, look at this girl. girl." (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: just to say to speak French, like people are like, oh, fluent. And the thing is I can speak and get my point across to someone and then they'll respond back to me. And then I'll be like, I don't know what you said what Mm -hmm. like I won't understand what they said so that's why like Mm -hmm. that's my hold up now with why I actually don't push myself to speak it more so I'm like all right Mm -hmm. I got my sentence out just fine and then they responded Mm -hmm. or tried to hold up their end of the conversation but I'm like so wait
3: what (laughs) but
1: I don't know what you say it (laughs) you will say it again and I'm like no you know what forget it you can only ask what like three times like after that (laughs) you just have to smile and nod and like you you gotta move on
4: right oh man
2: did you I mean you have said Tanisha um that you have done wine tastings like you've gone to wine tastings and you've understood what they said and it was in French yes
3: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah Yeah. so yeah I think you're probably further along than you give yourself credit. Probably. And that's not like trying to
1: be a humble brag or downplay. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's hard to be an adult and someone who, like I consider myself to be, you know, pretty eloquent and a good storyteller. But then in another language to not be perfectly comfortable in any situation, anyone says anything. That is very hard for me. Some people don't sound like a five-year-old child.
2: I'm mm-hmm. I'm not her, she is not me. And then I bet dialect has an influence too. Cause like if you learn a language or, and I'll give you a really good example. One of my uncles has a really thick Southern accent to the point where my ex-husband could not understand what he was saying. Like I would have to translate for them because he talks really fast and he has a thick accent. So he would stand (laughs) next to me and be like, what did he say type of thing. So I can only imagine in in a foreign language and somebody has, you know, a very thick accent from regional accent from where they are. It probably is a challenge too.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell it was regional accents until later. Like that's something Mm -hmm. that I just thought, like, okay, I just can't understand you when you Mm -hmm. talk Mm -hmm. or like, all right, man, maybe I'm not as good or learning as Mm -hmm. much French as I thought, because I don't understand when this person talks to me. Right. Then when talking to someone else, I'm like, no, but I understand everything she's saying and I Mm -hmm. get it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: People are like, Oh no, she's from the North. That's why you don't understand her or like, Oh, he's from the South. And I'm like, it's funny because, you know, everybody in the South anywhere, like, has an accent and you don't understand it. Like, the Southern accent in any country is just different. But here, they're like, people from the South, they're like, oh, no, you're not going to understand that. And in the North, they have taken the language and it's even a different kind of French.
3: So not just their pronunciations,
1: like, they have, like, extra words or different ways that they pronounce things. Not even just the accent. They're like, no, no, we're going to pronounce this word different. Mm like we say tomato the north would be like tomato like okay mm-hmm. so right. like, yeah and mm-hmm. as a foreigner I'm like wait is this the same word are we talking about a different mm-hmm. word yeah is this yeah. like red and red like what are we doing here how yeah. what, what's happening
2: so yeah there's that
4: yeah no, I get it yeah it's like that in, in Portugal because before I came over I was listening to a lot of like podcasts in Portuguese and didn't realize there was a huge different or there's was a difference between Brazilian Portuguese and like European Portugal Portuguese, so I was like, okay, I spent the whole summer learning Brazilian Portuguese. This is not helpful. Oh, not gonna help, <laughs> not gonna help me not at all. So no, I was like, I was like, this is insane. Like, it's like I notice the difference when I when I hear them speak um, Portuguese, um, or they drop their endings, and it's very like nasally, and there's a lot of like, a lot of sh sounds. So. Mm. So definitely
1: have to like train my ear to, to understand. Yeah. In the beginning, even just trying to understand the separate words was hard. I'm like, it sounds like one song lyric. <laughs> yes. Like, like yes. no. note. So I was hyped, like before I could even translate it to mean something that I could comprehend, I was just hyped that I knew the separations in the words and that it wasn't just a long note. I'm like, oh, wait, I understand that he just said mm-hmm. six words. Like I was hype when that happened. Or <laughs> when I can actually translate them. Word, because like when you hear anything foreign sounds fast mm-hmm. and so it always sounded fast and then it sounded like it all ran together. Mm-hmm. So once you can yeah. even hear just the word separation, you're like, okay, we're making progress. All right, we take his steps, yes. (laughs) And then after that, you'll start being able to translate words. And then and then and then and then girl, may the force be with you. It thank you. (laughs) It is not an easy task, but I know you're up for it. Oh man.
0: Um, so last serious question. This is actually for Margot and Tanisha. Is there any advice for an American that wants to move to another country.
4: That's a really good question. I would say this is the advice I give to everybody: to do your research, like really, you know, because it's not like you're not going on vacation; like you're uprooting your life to, you know, to move to a new a new country. Um, so just you know, do your research and just know like what what your limitations limitations are like what what is it that you want do you want to still maintain the the same lifestyle that you currently have in your new country -country? like or you know getting used to the system like there's a lot of bureaucracy here um and that that takes some getting used to um, especially we could do a whole episode world. on bureaucracy <laughs> girl that could be a whole conversation uh,
1: like
3: Michelle.
4: you know for an example um you have to once you're here in Portugal you have to get registered to get it's kind of like you know, your social security number but here we call it NIF N-I-F and it's a little tax id number that they that they give you ideally you're supposed to get it I want to say within two months of you being here just got mine. Been here five months. I just got mine. Uh, so, you know, I've learned patience, quite a bit of patience, and just dealing with the systems. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, this is crazy. But again, I'm in a new country. So just kind of have to adjust, but definitely do the research. That's what I
1: would recommend. That's excellent advice. So, to go along with that, I would say um, I think number one for me, I have two would be not to idealize or idolize the place you're going and I say that especially here because it is Paris and people look at it as this oh my gosh it's Paris and it's this and it's that and so they have this whole dreamy idea in their head of what it is and it even might be like that when you come here as a tourist but when you get here and live here you're not living in the Eiffel Tower So you have to be realistic about what this place actually is to to live here. And then the second is kind of like what Margot said of being flexible. Um, The way your life is in America, your life absolutely will not be like that when you are here. So you have to, so I guess mine would be more manage your expectations. Mm
4: -hmm. Your
1: life is not going to be the same. If you want it to be the same, then don't come. Like I'm not even going to try to talk you around that. Just don't come. Don't come here with your same American attitude, your same American ideals, your same American, um, your full American way of thinking. Like, yes, you can still be American and get things done because me being an American has helped me build a business here because of, I mean, the ingenuity, the work ethic, the think outside the box, all of that has helped me. But I can't be fully American and be like, well, you have to do things the way they do in America. That's not how they do them here. They're not going to do them as fast. Unfortunately, it's not going to be as thorough. But that's just a thing. So you have to be flexible. Flexibility goes along with that whole patience thing Um, and trying to get through bureaucracy. Trying to get help for anything. You, yeah, manage your expectations. Things aren't going to flow as smoothly as you think they should. You think it should take a week. It's going to take you a month. Manage it. Figure it out. Give yourself time. Be flexible, and yeah, that's those are my two pieces. Glass of <laughs>
4: right,
1: and luckily the wine is good over here because otherwise right. like, oh my I would have jumped off the roof. Like, right, good I jumped interest. off the roof a couple of times. <laughs> and over simple stuff like I gonna jump off a roof trying to get a bank account. Like that was one of the hardest things I oh did. My, get oh a bank my. account.
4: Same, same.
1: <laughs> and why is that hard? Like I'm literally Thank trying you. to give you my money. Why are you making okay. that hard? I'm trying to put a stack in your hands and you're just like, I'm not sure. (laughs) Is it
0: it difficult because it's considered an offshore account? Is it considered an offshore account? No. No? Okay. I thought it was was, something illegal.
1: (laughs) No, not something illegal, but with France, I know, I'm not sure if this is a French rule or European or EU rule, but it's now a deal with... um, they have to, America has to be able to access foreign bank accounts. If you have like a regular foreign Uh, bank account. So some places don't even want to deal with the extra paperwork of having an American get an account.
3: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Um, So I got to run around a bunch of times with going to banks and they'd be like, oh no, not here. Mm -mm. Nope, you can't do it here. Oh no, we don't do that. And I'm like, we don't or you don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course now I know the rules better and uh the rule is they have to they have to give me an account like or they have to give me a legit reason and it has to be written they have to give me a legit written reason why they didn't give me an account Mm -hmm. and tell me where else to go and with that I can report them um Mm -hmm. based on that because you know they gave me that on paper saying they couldn't give me an account so um those are rules that of course you don't know when you come here and they don't expect you to know that's why they do these things hmm. so i eventually got one and people are like oh what about change your account i'm not changing anything i can't change my <laughs> internet okay like nothing cell phone's the same since i've been here all six years <laughs> like, we're not changing nothing
4: okay
1: <laughs> it was too hard that to sounds hit. like <laughs> a
2: business it sounds like oh, a business sure. it, it sounds like a, a racket no, <laughs> okay. no no for you for you to help no, people i want to I people, do it
0: mm-mm. i
1: don't have <laughs> a patience i can't help nobody with this it's i, I a do not have a patience yeah like there's a big business who do like, that yeah it is a business but some I people are with it. it. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah like you get, get your services. visa
1: is a business like some people yeah. do yeah. that as a business but you I can know. do
4: it yourself like i mean i to get my whole thing i did this by myself so like you can definitely do it but like you said tanisha some people are shysty and they overcharge and i was looking at some of these like digital nomad like companies where they help you you know do with the move and it's unbelievably expensive Mm. i'm like all you have to do you know take a few weekends do those google searches that you need to do Mm -hmm. make those phone calls Mm -hmm. and And it's a good friend free yeah Yeah. it's free to do and and
1: google translate
4: google translate you know but I do feel like I get a lot more people emailing me, um, and especially with my recent article about my move here, more people, especially Americans, are like, "Oh, can you, you know, help me with this process?" And I'm like, "I'm not a, like, I don't do that for work." but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I
0: just so uh, I your just your response like, should have been, "Oh, here's my rate sheet."
4: I know. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> you need to not not answer them and and, and send mm-hmm.
0: you
1: know charge them. I'm like, I don't know it's a lot of work it, it yeah. is and so i'm gonna give this this little piece of advice to you marga as the new uh expat um to not burn yourself out early on because people will ask you like oh you know how'd you move there and i really like to pick your brain about the move and all that there's a lot of that. 99 percent of the people are not moving nowhere all, all right, just want to answer a bunch of questions cool, and just wear yes. you out. Like, serious. And I'm sorry to have to say this. You know, you can keep this in or not, it but people will wear you out, mm-hmm. ask you 500 questions, have no intention of moving anywhere. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, you know, I going a plan in place. I'm going to move in three years. No, you're not. Like, it don't take you that long. You either move it or you're not. And you mm-hmm. can't keep, you don't want people to keep wasting your time by you answering the email, going back and forth, and all of that. And they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, and the reason I'm saying this is, one, it happened to me a trillion times. Wow. I got tired of it real fast. Mm -hmm. Give them, like Sarita, she was half joking, but give them a race sheet. Just be like, you know what? Um, I do offer this as a service. It costs this much. I bet you didn't want to ask you any more questions.
4: You're right. And that's a light way to, (laughs) like,
1: seriously, like, just come up with a race sheet. It's 150 an hour to talk to me like whatever the case may be or say a right. 75 hour whatever you want to do and if they're like okay I'll pay it well all right now you made you some money <laughs> and,
0: and the thing case is case. if they're serious they're going to come at you with actual questions and they're going to do right. some pre-research like let right. me look this up because time is money you know her time Absolutely. is important Absolutely. so yeah
1: that's another thing all you're right. not going to wear me out with loose questions so how did you move <laughs> 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 I
4: get those DMs all the time. I'm like, I I Googled the embassy and I, I followed the directions that was on the, and I don't know, like, it's...
1: Like I packed a suitcase and bought a ticket. Like, that's it. Like, what do you want to know? So mm-mm. even in yeah. interviews, people ask me silly, not silly questions, but so Tanisha, so like, how'd you get to Paris? Like, and this is, again not trying to be arrogant but like if you can say like oh I followed you for a while you know how I got here Mm -hmm. and you know what I do like ask me another question like I'm sure you can think of another question to Mm -hmm. ask that will help your audience Mm -hmm. if that's what you're trying to do this for so you packed up a suitcase and moved
2: to Paris? <laughs> is
1: that what you did? <laughs> is that a is that a question? Like, why am I doing this? How long is this? How long is this interview? <laughs> oh man! So yeah, wow. girl. This let me just wild. help you. If that's any advice, I can. I give appreciate
4: you. that. No, truly, because I'm like, listen, people are gonna wear gonna... you out. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I've, I've fallen in the podcast trap a few times. I was (laughs) like, I've fallen in the, the podcast trap and the social media trap. Can you, Mm -hmm. um, I just need help with my social media. I don't know what that means. (coughs) I want to start a (laughs) podcast. Okay. I don't know what that means, but but I've fallen like being so, I guess, you know, honored, like, Oh, they want my help. There must be somebody. No, no girl. Mm-mm. That's how it no starts, girl. G. That's that's exactly <laughs> not how it starts. No man. You get you get mad
1: flattered. Like everybody's in the oh, dance. Yes. Oh, did mm. you move? Oh, oh, how long you been living here? Oh my God, I love to live abroad. Oh, there
2: we go. You, know, you, know, you know, <laughs> but don't own a passport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. No passport. Mm. Listen, and not even no passport. Like you
1: ain't left Atlanta. Like where? You trying to? Live abroad? <laughs> Like,
3: oh, you haven't even wild. been
1: anywhere else in Georgia. Like, have you been to Macon? Like, where else have you been?
2: <laughs> she did not say Macon. She could have said
1: something
0: Right. She said Macon. Oh, my gosh. Mm. All right. We're going to keep it light and ask you guys the <laughs> random and not so rapid questions. <laughs> the first one is, what movie do you love?
1: That's a good one. Cause you know me, you know, I can't watch movies twice.
0: Seriously? You can't watch movies twice. No, I, I did not know I that. don't,
1: I don't like to watch, I don't like to watch reruns of shows. I don't like oh, to wow. watch watch movies again. Like, oh, oh wow. Really? wow I, what? I feel like I just
0: blew everybody's mind. Like what? you did. <laughs> because you're black and it's a lot of black stuff that we have to watch over and over again.
1: Right. I'm not that person so oh, if my card wow. needs to be handed in or I need to put a stamp on it let me know
0: <laughs> um
1: yeah I don't read books again I mean maybe like oh, a help wow. book something like that but I want, hmm. I want one I'm one and one and I'm out
0: one and done I don't know why I couldn't come
1: mm-hmm. up with that one and but none.
0: wait sometimes when you watch movies more than once you catch things that you didn't see before
2: Perhaps.
0: Okay. All right. But, not but feeling she me.
2: Okay. Doesn't. She's okay. like, that's not my She's problem. Not <laughs> All right. Great. Mm-mm.
0: And when I've
1: had to do it, because people are like, oh I'm gonna watch this movie. I'm like, I've seen that. Oh, okay. Well, let's watch it again. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm not paying attention enough. So like I won't catch it because I'm not as engrossed in it, because I'm like, I know what happens. So,
0: okay.
3: Oh wow. So to All say right.
0: a favorite movie. But all right, girl. What was the last movie you actually liked? Like you was like, oh, that that was a great movie. I like that movie. What's the last okay. movie? I'm trying to think. Come back to me. i
1: I'm trying okay. to think
0: like what I watched. Come back to me. Okay. Margo, anything? Don't disappoint oh us, God. like Tanisha. Please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will.
4: I will. Watch, I do my reruns and and all like, that good stuff. Um, there's so many good films out there the
0: most recent one that i saw alessa you got one i do okay we'll come back to you margo thanks on the plane Uh, yeah (laughs) Um,
2: girl the color purple oh i watched that like it's the first time the first time i
0: cannot start it unless i can finish it you know it's a three-hour movie and i saw it on. i saw it on the other day i was like I can't commit. I, I I got things to do so I can't commit today, but it's one of those
2: movies. I agree. I it's like the it's a, it's like the first time each time I watch it. Yeah. Oh. Cackling mm-hmm. at the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yes. Okay, I have seen that one more than once. I'll say that.
0: Okay. I've seen that one more than once. Like cuz I mean, you won't know all the quotables unless you see it more than once, right?
3: That's I know. true. Okay. Yeah. Um, so bad, I think so
1: yeah that's gonna be lost on me
0: oh oh Tanisha. i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i
1: know the was from color purple from color purple new jack city
0: friday from, from friday okay all right there's
4: a few i really like um it's by barry jenkins it's called i think it was one of his first films um medicine for melancholy that came out maybe and she didn't hit us with an art house film. Yeah,
1: All right, I know, right? <laughs> they play that at Is East documentary? No, they played that in no, Eastern no, no. in DC. That's it's one of those
4: most yeah. most likely. Um, but it, oh, it, it was just super. Right I loved it because I love San Francisco. It was set in, in the Bay Area, and it uh-huh. follows two um, two black San Franciscans, just you know, trying to stay in the oh. city. Nice. and okay. they're being pushed out because of gentrification but it's it's mm. it's a really cute cute film i really loved it yeah.
1: well since i haven't seen it
3: <laughs> <laughs> to my i can watch that and add
1: it to my list
3: uh, good. okay add it to my
1: list.
3: <laughs> all
0: right so, yeah, Larina, what I, I is I yours all right i'll go next so um actually one of my recent i'm gonna add this to my list of faves but i love the photograph. Yes! Oh, i yeah. absolutely love yeah. that movie i'm yeah. very picky with yeah. um romantic films but that one that that's to me that's on the level of like a love jones but i just <gasps> yeah. felt everything yeah. the music mm-hmm. the jazz in the background i was like oh, oh my god goodness. and i was like is that solange <laughs> oh
2: Oh, I it's, love And it. it's beautiful. It's just it's, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. beautiful. it's beautifully they, shot. They do mm-hmm. a good job of like yeah.
0: capturing New Orleans. I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love everything about this movie. So I forgot um, about
4: the photograph. Yeah, yeah. that was also a
3: really yeah. That's good one. my
0: newest edition. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, <laughs> Tanisha. So you do not have an answer. I will move on. Nope. I next question. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> <Slide laughs> with me. All right. Need <laughs> a drum roll or like a sound effect for the next
2: question? How do just, we do checking, it?
0: just checking. Okay. Just checking. All right. Checking. We're we're on to our next money question. If you received eight thousand dollars, what would you do with it?
2: I thought about this this weekend.
3: Oh, okay. because
2: I said Sarita is going to ask us, <laughs> <She> and, <laughs> and and so the past couple of weeks, my answers have been very um, self-involved. And I thought if I had eight thousand dollars, I would supplement the summer lunch program for kids who don't have lunch.
0: Wow. Aww. That's awesome. That is awesome. awesome. That's a great answer. Mm-hmm. Dang. So more money, more money. Leslie like, we should have went last. <laughs> right. I'm like, who's going next? <laughs> Start with the good Samaritan. So I gotta give a fake <laughs>
1: answer. More money. The <laughs> I'm like eight thousand. These joints could sit up, stomach flat. Oh my! But up? No, I'm kidding. I'm not doing that,
3: <laughs>
1: oh, girl. Have you seen me? Nothing needs to be done to this rack. All right,
0: it is perfection as well. <laughs> Oh gosh, do you have an answer, girl?
1: Yes, eight thousand. So I'm buying a bottle of DRC for sure. I don't know if I'll buy two bottles—one to drink now, one to keep but like a good one from like a good year from like the 80s probably. Mm. Um, And then a first class flight to somewhere, I'm not sure of yet. Probably still in Europe and then get like a, so the flight wouldn't be that expensive and then get like a ball or suite. And then just, you know, um, have a photographer follow me around. Cause, you know that's what I need to do that for the gram because why would I have 8,000 and no
0: one can know it no one can see it mm.
2: you got to memorialize
1: it right we well, get to 10,000 I'll share it and take someone
0: but for now <laughs> 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 oh, um
1: rain unpaid we're <laughs> we not, we not putting nothing on the college
0: loans we not mm-mm. we no Mm-mm-mm. Right. Um Sorry. Marga. I would
4: I guess spend the money between starting um the nonprofit, the arts organization that I'd love to to launch, um, but also get my my family traveling. So my niece and my nephews. Mm. Um, because oh. I feel like, you know, travel is is such an education and, and to be able to give that as a gift. Um, that would
2: be really cool. Mm. Sorry, yeah, nice. Aww. Sarita, what about yours?
0: You know, this one was a because it's not it's not quite like eight eight thousand is a nice amount, but it's not quite enough for what I have planned for the ten k. But I would probably um, invest in a small black business. So I know that um, Coco Noir is always looking for in- investors. Mm-hmm. Leslie, I don't know if you would look for investors, but I would invest in a small business. <laughs> She's <not>
1: investing <interested>, <laughs> you, So Leslie, <laughs> what would you do with sixteen thousand dollars?
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: I didn't say the whole amount. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: what would you do with twelve oh, thousand
2: dollars? goodness gracious! Okay, yes, get,
0: twelve.
2: Yeah, that would be good. That would that would uh, we'd appreciate that.
1: Okay. Right, but you'd be mad if Leslie's like, so we are taking a jet to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> we're, do, we're doing research because mm-hmm. we are doing research, <laughs> research. on <laughs> soil <laughs> and vine pruning is what we're going to check out.
0: I don't know. I'm a, I'm a simple American. Look, just put my name on a pew or something, you know, when you buy a church or buy yeah. your, you know, just
1: put it. A- just put Leslie, put her name on the, um, one of the rolls in the van. Yeah. Like a, a little like metal it. plate in the arm. Oh my God. Shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting a little velvet rope. I yes. Girl, engrave,
3: the the little- engrave the seatbelt with her name. Mm-hmm.
1: Get a little Put, yeah, put her I'm name not. on the seatbelt. So as soon as they, Sarita be right across
0: their chest. <sighs> I can't stand y'all. I can't stand y'all. Margo, I mean, you know. we. Oh my mar- goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Name something you are most likely to eat at a concert or sporting event. Hot dog, popcorn, nachos, fries, candy.
1: My actual I- number one sporting event snack isn't on there. What is it? pretzel, pretzel with oh sure oh, pretzel. Yeah, that's a good one when we used to go to bulls games me my brother and my dad two minutes left in the second quarter he would go get us all pretzels and sprite it was a thing
0: oh that's so
1: that's cute so he would come back you know so before two minutes before halftime he would go so the line wouldn't be super crazy oh my
0: god and then
1: he would so come adorable. back middle of halftime and we would have pretzels and sprite
2: i love that and that looks like that. our. Mm-hmm. Thing. I, when, if I go to a baseball game, I will always get a beer. I don't know what it is. I will get a beer at a baseball game and probably a hot dog. Okay. Actually Italian, Italian sausage. sausage.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. If I'm at a concert, I'm usually just drinking. Um, But if I'm at a baseball game, um, I'm also getting a hot dog and beer.
3: Okay.
0: Um, perhaps I'm greedy. Because it's are like, I'm getting
1: nachos and a hot dog, and then so I'm gonna want
3: either
0: or. (laughs) No, so listen. Um, minus the hot dogs, I don't really like hot dogs like that. But it's whatever I smell first. If I smell popcorn Mm -hmm. first, Mm -hmm. I'm most likely I'm going to get that. So it depends on where, um, where everything is stationed. So popcorn, nachos, fries, all of those things, um, are on the same are the same level. It's whatever I see and smell first no candy I don't really have a sweet tooth like that so yeah, yeah it mm-hmm. wouldn't be that but candy's like if I'm at the movies
1: mm-hmm. then yeah. I might think candy and same for me with popcorn I don't yeah. think popcorn at a sporting event yeah
2: I don't need do
1: is my movie snack sporting mm-hmm. event we press we're nachos we're other things
0: yeah we'll see yeah. movie theaters here they're they're so fancy now. They have everything from like hamburgers and french fries and wine,
1: chicken and I mean,
0: wine, I mean, wine I mean. and I'm all still, of that. I'm still not
1: trying so. to do all of that. Like, just yeah. go to dinner. Like, you- yeah,
0: it's true. Eat first, But it's Americans so are greedy. Me. I am an American. Yes. So if we <laughs> see it there, like what? I can get a full meal while I watch the movie. Why wouldn't I do that? And then I'm like, I can't concentrate. <laughs>
1: like, I got to look down at the food. I don't like eating in the dark.
0: Either. Oh, girl, you got too. Oh,
3: many. Yeah, it's too much.
1: I'm not <laughs> eating a full meal. Like I'll eat popcorn in the dark, but like yeah. trying to eat like balance. I'm balancing a hamburger, fries, <laughs> and like skittles on my lap. Like I'm not doing
0: this. Okay, well, hamburger and fries ain't that hard to eat on your lap. You eat that in your car.
1: <laughs> and you have done me? it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. broad daylight. All right. Anyway. Or at least with some kind of light.
0: Like, <laughs> I'm
1: not trying to do all that with a movie. Like, I'm trying to watch the movie. Like, I gotta watch and the movie. And we know how you feel about the like, movie. Watch it one right. time. You, right, so I gotta see everything. I'm only watching this one time. Like, I'm not coming back. I'm not getting it on TV. <laughs> I gotta see it now. I can't I can't take my eyes oh, off to yeah. chew a hamburger. Oh like,
0: God. I can't. All right. <laughs> next <Okay>. question. <laughs> how likely are you to become a vegan just girl, throw, girl.
2: just throw out a percentage. Yeah, 5%. Mm. I mean, now that You're i was
4: talking full, 14? full vegan.
0: Like- girl, full vegan, not vegetarian, full vegan. So like no cheese? Like can we eat no cheese, girl. Just mm. vegetable, fruits, and carbs.
1: Girl, five percent. Five percent likely. And that's it's only never say girl. never, but <laughs> you talking out of a hundred percent.
4: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's likely unless it was yeah. like you know medic for medical reasons and my dog sure. was like margo you need to cut it out i don't i used to be vegetarian and like now that i live here no okay like, so between, you used to be a what like, type
0: of vegetarian were you
4: um so i i ate cheese i could okay. dairy um but just not like poultry, seafood, Got meat. it. Um, but um, this was like when I was an undergrad in college. How
0: long did that last? Uh,
4: I was vegetarian for two years. Oh, okay, that's a long I, time. Okay. yeah, it was, I was. I enjoyed it, but it was hard.
3: Sort of. You did know, you enjoy it?
4: Around, I did. Like my skin was the most clearest it had ever been. Wow. I had more energy. Like I did notice a difference. Okay. Um, but when I went back home, um, it. My mom was like, "What are you doing? What is this?"
0: <laughs>
4: oh, you're Haitian so too. That, she
3: probably
0: wasn't trying to hear that. She went
3: like, her.
4: she pretty much was like, oh, they brainwashed you. Like, I sent you to school to learn and they Brainwash you. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so she just was like, you want to study English and you become a med- like, what is happening?
1: Like, she just did not. Well, that's definitely it. a form of like, yeah. conversation. Yeah. So
4: that that was that was short lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I, I did know the, the benefits, but now I don't mind it. But being in Europe and like. The quality of the food is just so good yeah it's it, mm-hmm. it would be a challenge to to willfully just become a vegan yeah. so
1: good cheese that's all i'm gonna say i'm not <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. right cheese and bacon like i mean there are other oh things my gosh. like yeah. cheese and bacon like i'm literally never giving those okay let me not say never um I'm, I'm not going i'm not going out without effect
0: okay
3: All right. Leslie, I'm looking at your face. (laughs) I'm like
2: negative two percent would I be a vegan? I mean, it would have to be if you don't do this, Miss Freelo, you are gonna die in the next couple of days. And we might have to make some concessions. Type of to coming up off that AK. Like someone's like, okay, so for the
1: 8,000 then I'll be like, how long?
0: Like 8000 <laughs> like 8000 ain't enough to be a vegan. Right.
1: <laughs> be- uh-uh. Depends uh-uh. How
3: long
1: are we talking about being a vegan? True. Be a vegan for a month? Oh, so you should think
2: <laughs> No, I think this is forever.
3: <laughs> right. Oh, I'm saying like, to
1: if you pay me, I could do it for a finite period of time.
2: <laughs> no. 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 And all those like, you know, I've said this before. I I am very skeptical about those Beyond Burger, what have you, because if it was meant to be meat, it would be meat, Like right? Just be meat. You either eat right. meat or you're not. Yeah. Right. Like, why are we faking this? Right.
0: And making it look like meat. Like, let's not. It's tasty. Y'all know I do meatless Mondays. I'm sorry. Whoop. Let me fix that. Meatless Monday mornings. Just in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just the mor- <laughs> it's just the morning. I no, no, that's just the
3: that morning. 24 hours. Like, it's-, not <laughs> not right. it. it's not. I not i am not even going to a podcast. <laughs> it's
0: just the morning. I make a cute, very filling, like Monday. It's usually like brunch style. It's very large. Um right. and but like dinner is usually huh?
2: A frittata type of situation. No, but that's not vegan.
0: Oh, because it has cheese It's it. the, Well, it's eggs. And eggs. Eggs.
2: Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even think of eggs. That. Like, that's not real meat. <laughs> right. That's that's
3: not meat. meat. Okay, that's okay that's Leslie, meat. we get Listen, it. I don't think you, you will right. never
2: be
3: a vegan. <laughs> uh-uh.
1: I'm like, eggs, cheese, bacon? Mm-mm.
3: Yeah.
1: You don't name these When people cook <laughs> stuff, like, oh, well, we making this vegan and there's no eggs. And I'm like, eggs, like, hold stuff together. Like, this is why your food is falling apart.
2: Everything all crumbly. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> substitutes for it. Mm-mm,
1: I'm not
2: playing. No like, so you know, being Catholic, oh, especially wow. now, there's no meat right. on right? Sure, mm-hmm. but you can have eggs. So see, I didn't even uh, see. Like,
3: no, they're okay. just okay. right. See, yeah. that's
1: vegetarian. All yeah. right, yeah. not
0: vegan. <laughs>
1: Unless you're tired of the brown, you're not even about to talk <laughs> me into it and cooking up for me. Okay. <laughs> I, I I'd eat one of her dishes. Other than that, I'm not doing it. <laughs>
0: Um for me it's 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 not likely there's probably only for health reasons that I would be able to give up seafood.
3: Mm. So right.
0: um seafood I wouldn't be able to do. Um and, and
3: then I really would be
0: unhealthy. I don't true. True. <laughs> and like I have an affinity for roasted chicken. So not even fried chicken, it's the roasted, roasted. chicken that's
1: yeah, I don't know. It's really? golden brown.
0: It's juicy. I don't know. Uh,
3: so,
0: nah, I won't be able to sometimes. give it that. And <laughs> eggs, eggs will be a serious problem. So, mm, my percentage is like ten percent. Oh
4: my goodness. Yeah. Hey,
0: yeah. Yeah. Low for me too. Yeah. All right. The last question is for margo I read online that you like gin. Is that right? I love gin Love gin All right So pair your favorite (laughs) gin cocktail With a song Oh
4: Okay Um, It would be Lucy Pearl's Dance Tonight
3: Mm.
1: So impressed What's our cocktail? so impressed (laughs) Let me see if
0: that's a millennial. I can't even lie to you Oh my goodness I
1: love You know Lucy Pearl? Somebody told you about this You got an older sister (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, wow. No, I love music. Like, yeah, love music so much. So I have really quick, did anybody going. did
0: anybody watch the d'angelo versus last night? I watched.
1: some I didn't even know he had one. Yeah, they didn't
0: promote it like they did the other big ones, but yeah, I watched. I yeah, it was there. like three in the morning. Like I couldn't do it.
1: How I was it? it?
0: <laughs> so, I okay. So first of all, as a huge, massive D'Angelo stand, I thought it was great just to see him and like feel his energy and that kind of stuff. Um, you can tell he's getting older. Um, it, was, uh, it was a little uncomfortable at some moments, but it was great overall. He brought out Method Man. He brought mm-hmm. out, um, oh, Method Man and Red Man. He brought out um, Her and he sang, and she sang Lauren Hill's part of um, Nothing Even Matters.
3: Mm -hmm. oh so it's some some
0: real key moments that happened um everybody thought it was great but Swiss Beats and Timbaland let out that they said on their Instagram live that he was still supposed to battle Maxwell but for some reason they couldn't get it together they were supposed to battle each other on Valentine's Day and they couldn't they couldn't get the details together so um D'Angelo was already planned and already ready so he kept going Um, solo but everybody was like you shouldn't have told us that Um, even though it was a great solo show for him um, yeah yeah, that would have been crazy but apparently people Mm -hmm. on Twitter were like Mm -hmm. Maxwell has like serious anxiety and stage fright and he battled with it throughout his career and he was like there's probably no way he would ever do a versus and people are like wait it's not people though yeah. but you can visualize the numbers I guess oh. but yeah crazy so
1: but like for him that on stage, it's weird though like he actually has been on the stage
0: but yeah
1: yet now like you can't sit in your living room and do it
0: well they were they, I think they would have been together in New York at the Apollo oh. 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 I don't know that's I don't so know,
2: interesting though. yeah I, um... that is <clears throat>
4: I I would never expect that, but I did see Maxwell a couple times in Boston, and his first show in Boston after, like, decades, he actually said, um, the first time he came to Boston, the people in the audience were just, like, so rude, like, they weren't, they just weren't, you know, being respectful, and so he said he was never going to come back to
0: Boston. He said that? Um,
4: And I was like, that's so, he said that in his opening set when he came out with Black Summer's Night. Yeah. And I was like, and he was like that hurt my feelings. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, that's so crazy." Mm. And so um I was like, I hope he comes back, you know, but mm. you know, we sometimes forget like they're human too, but they are. You would never yeah. guess mm-hmm. it. You know, they would they would also have stage fright.
0: Yeah. Um but anyway, I interrupted Margie, Margot, continue. Oh. About... Uh your gin cocktail in your song.
3: Oh
4: yes, Lucy um, Pearl. So Lucy Pearl, I, I love music so much. So I'm always making a little playlist for when I'm cleaning the house or when I'm cooking. I, I love to cook. So, um, yeah, that's that sort of is the song that
0: I, I you know. Got it. Did to, you say your gin cocktail? To.
4: Um, mm, that's what we waiting for. That I would that I would make. You mean?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Girl,
1: what you try oh, Okay. Okay. So.
4: So typically, I will use a Portuguese gin. There's a little liquor store up the street. So I usually get one from um, um, and then I cut it with some tonic water um, and then I add half a lime and ice cubes um, and then I give it a little stir. And, and that's, that's how I have my gin and tonic. But usually I'm I'm drinking like Vino Verde or mm. I'm drinking a sparkling, sparkling light.
0: Oh, wow. Two euros.
4: Ooh. I'm like, I, I'm i shocked at how cheap wine is. <laughs> like I was not anticipating that. Um, but you can get some really quality stuff under five euros. Anywhere. What? Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to learn more about what I'm drinking. But everything tastes good, so <laughs> I haven't played.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Leslie, what are you drinking? I saw you drinking a red. I am drinking a Petit Bordeaux. Whoa. Oh, la, la. The Talked Breeze. Brief. Oh, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. They make pretty good
2: wine. They do, they do. Their, uh, their winemaker has been noted for the best Syrah on the east coast my, my. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: tanisha did you finish your 2006 black ankle
1: uh no not yet i have a couple more sips okay and then i'll have to i was gonna post it tonight but i mean it's 11 now so i'm not doing yeah. that. So i post it tomorrow it's like a recap of the weekend's events
0: gotcha well, Margo, thank you so much for joining us today in all of our shenanigans. All of the so shenanigans. Thank you. Please come
4: back. Yeah, I definitely will. I was going to mention, um working on a book, an ebook that I'm going to be releasing. Whoa. Um mm-hmm. It's about my, you know, meeting my mood here, but also just seeing how, you know, through being able to build a community of, expat friends. Um and I'm gonna have uh, a wine professional out of Virginia. You might know her, Benita Johnson, yeah,
3: of mm-hmm. the Wine,
4: wine Club. Yep, mm-hmm. So she'll be pairing wines with the, the recipes that I'll have um nice. in the ebook. So Very that's nice. like the latest project that I'm working on. And definitely we'll share more details with you guys
0: uh as I go. Awesome. That's great. Thank you um tell everybody where they can follow you yes
4: um, so you can follow me on instagram at Margot's creative life um, and then also my website is say www.margot. that one more time Margot. you broke up a little bit
0: tea. say that sure. one more time you, broke um, up.
4: you can find me on um, you can find me on instagram at Margot's creative life and um, online at my website www.margoscreativelife.com
2: as
0: well, Leslie and Tanisha, you got anything coming up?
2: I do. Um, I have two things happening. One, uh, I have our Wine Lovers Wednesday, and Serita is going to be my guest there, and we are <laughs> tasting awesome. a Pinotage and a Pinot Gris from Stoney's Wine. Mm. And then, secondly, nice. Um, the women of the vine and spirits. Recently, I uh, created a committee with Rachel Martin from Oceana Wines, and it's called mm-hmm. From the, the Vine to the Bottle. And it's for people, all aspects of the wine segment. So you could grow, you could work in the tasting room, you could be a media person. Um, But this is specifically for wine people, so if you're interested in joining, we're about to put out a poll of what people are interested in learning more about. Please join our committee.
0: Tanisha, anything coming up? Um, Yes, Thursday,
1: March 4th, I'm doing a live podcast recording with uh, a table for two. Um, It's guys Antoine Abu Samra out of Lebanon and uh, doing it live it's and i'm doing a segment on food and wine pairing wine buying tips and then uh jamie arazio from um Tuanua wines in california she's doing a segment and then there's another gentleman acos and the, um they're doing a segment on like wine business and what the latest things in the wine industry um so yeah that you can register at uh a table for two on instagram you can do you know you can register and get all the information there but that is uh thursday morning.
0: so i'm excited to be the first one we're doing so excited
3: hey, to see how that goes very exciting awesome that
0: is cool um nothing going on with me i'm just closing out the instagram series for blacks and wine um thank you to all the black wine professionals who are pushing through during this difficult challenging time and uh you know, we see you, we hear you, and you're welcome to be on the show anytime, so just let me know. Um, I think so. That is our show, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining this world suite, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Margot Gabriel. Be sure to follow her on Instagram and follow the way she matriculates through Portugal. Be sure to follow all of us on social media, follow the Swirl Suite, and don't forget to like and subscribe, share our podcast, and provide comments. Cheers.